All right, guys, it's time for the next level guy show. A men's interview, interest, and improvement-focused podcast featuring interviews with the greats from all industries to help you better your life. Each week, a new episode features an interview with one of the greats covering all aspects of their story, from life hacks to tips and protocols that have allowed them to live life on the next level. We then highlight concrete action steps that you can use to improve your life. And now, your host, Ian Dawson McKay. Hello and welcome to an episode of Top Tier Talent, a new series where I focus on stars who are top tier prospects in their sport of industry and focus on finding and highlighting the key skills, habits and mindsets that make them so successful. Today's guest is David J.P. Phillips, who's an international public speaker, author and coach. Throughout his career, he's delivered over a thousand presentations and coached hundreds of people in the skills of communication. He loves analysing why we humans behave as we do and what our communication means for us in life. He's ranked 8th in Communication Global Gurus. He's had over 8 million views on TED Talks, and you should follow him to get motivated, hack your sadness, and achieve happiness. And in this interview, we discuss the importance of communication, the ways you can be great but also be an ineffective communicator, some key skills to utilise to improve your communication methods, how to hack your depression and anxiety, and so much more. And now, let's get to the interview. I'm from the Highlands of Scotland originally, but I'm from Glasgow in, for the last sort of 10 years, so my accent's kind of got a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's absolutely beautiful. I, I, uh, I love and adore Scotland. I mean, is that the kind of thing that you, you like? I mean, is that how you got into accents, do you think? Is it because you had the British, um, you had the British dad and the Swedish mother? You kind of had that interest in language when you were growing up? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if, if language is, is like one of my super interests. I think the use of language probably could be that, but not dialects and stuff like that. It's not, I'm not actually, that's one of the things I'm really bad at, actually. <laughs> so where do you think that then the interest for the brain and, you know, your presentation skills comes from? Because you've done three amazing TED Talks. But mm. for those listening who are maybe not, um, you know, not used to the name, could you give a quick explanation of who you are and like why, you know, you, how you've got such a passion for um, like presentation and communicating with others? Hey man, that's something I've asked myself so many times as well. I think uh, I think I was an underdog in school, and uh, I think that I, I I I leveled up my communication skills, and I learned to read people and kind of make the best out of every possible situation from a communication perspective. I I don't know what the sweet sweet spot is when it happened, but somewhere I just got massively interested in the power of communication because i somewhere i must have seen that it was just beyond power beyond anything you know in power so i i'm i'm afraid i can't say when i just know that i became obsessed by it somewhere around 14 15 
And where do you see people going wrong with communication? You know, is there a kind of a standard... Let's excuse my French. Is there a standard way we fuck up communication? Is there a standard way you kind of see people and go, "Oh yeah, that's dry, that's dull, that's boring." You know why? Why don't we have like these amazing thing? This amazing kind of push to use technology and really sell what we speak and that. Why do we stay with the boring presentations, boring work meetings, things like that? Are people stuck in that kind of belief that that's our personality and we can't change, Jink? That could, yeah, I hear that all the time. Uh, like one of the TED Talks I did where I analyzed 5,000 public speakers and I identified 110 skills any human can use to become brilliant at communication and public speaking. Um, when I When I describe that to people, they for real they actually think that their communication abilities are set in stone more or less and then i just show you you know try this skill try this skill try this skill try this skill and give it a month or two and they've added 20 skills to their repertoire and suddenly they become entertaining and suddenly people listen and it wasn't set in stone i i think you're right there people believe it's we're stuck with what we've got because it really surprised me. It's like once I started listening to your TED talks, I thought I knew it was kind of rich and varied about what could affect how you present, how you communicate, how you connect with an audience. But it blew me away. I can't look at a website now. I can't look at a TED talk or anything like that without thinking, "Oh, you could have done that better." Oh, is that a Dukan <laughs> smile? Is that I'm like, whoa. And, I'm sorry. <laughs> and they're they're so detailed and you can see the the passion and the the intensity of and the work that you've put into these. But how does story play into you know telling things? They were said like that we communicate best by humans as we share ideas through story. Is that the best yeah. way of communicating, do you think? By far. Uh, there's like from an evolutionary perspective. There's just nothing that comes close to it. And if you look back in history, there we saw how our like, well, they're not really our ancestors, but a prior prior sapien species, the Homo erectus, uh, or a prior Homo species. They um, they they must have used narratives to plan their life because they had fairly advanced civilizations and they crossed oceans and they went into new countries. There's no way that they could have done that with some kind of narrative where they went like, even with body language, they might have pointed to a rock and then showed what would happen if they pushed that rock over and what would die or whatever. They, they must have been able to paint narratives with their hands even if they didn't have language, which we don't know if they had. So we've been using narratives for longer than anything in in our communication arsenal. And how do you see like use of story, the use of like the the pause, the, the you know, like the way of body language and things like that? How does it benefit us? How does it affect us? Because it's interesting in that you it would maybe affect your purchasing behavior it would maybe affect how you show empathy to somebody or how you connect with an audience 
how have you noticed that change these sort of change of the skills could you give some examples of them and how they would affect the audience the person you're interacting with yeah yeah sure i think the most interesting thing that at least what i found was during this study of all of these speakers i found one of the skills and i uh, i decided to name it synchronicity and it means that a person is synchronized on all five layers of communication, which means that what they say with words is, 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 is emphasized in the same way with their voice. And it's also enhanced with their gestures and body language and facial expressions. So the five layers are words, voice, gestures, body language and facial expressions. And when you meet a person who is entirely synchronized in all five, you buy everything they say. They, they're like, they feel like the most genuine human being you've ever met. And so many people can relate to this when they go into a room and they meet a person. And sometimes we just fall in love with that person in like 30 seconds because it's, it's just pure transparency and genuinity. There's no discrepancy in these five layers. And then sometimes we meet people and within... 10 seconds we feel that something's off and almost in every single case there's a discrepancy in the layers so what they say is not matched up with how they say it or what they say is not matched up with uh, their facial expression for it or their body language goes against what they're saying or how they're saying it, or any kind of combination really and that that kind of blew my mind that and everyone can really do that better you know, like when we say thank you, if you say, if you put on a smile and you actually mean it and you say it, and at the same time, you just show an open body language, boom, that's full synchronicity. And it just means it's it's the entire difference in communication. And have you noticed with like certain, are there certain people in like maybe the entertainment world that really surprise you or they kind of are great examples that we could look at for people who have amazing communication styles? Because I always think of people like um, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. He always seems yeah. to connect and be lovable to everybody he interacts with. Are there yeah. people you are really surprised with that you, you notice or people that you you think are great examples of don't do that a bit like you know you're probably thinking me just now but <laughs> no no uh well look at it this way as soon as those five layers are broken there's discrepancy and it doesn't become trustworthy so if you look at actors who are not able to fulfill all those five layers when delivering their role uh, we lose attention and immersion in the movie because it just seems off it's like a plot hole in any movie. We're like, well, that was weird. Why he's got a watch now and he hadn't? He hasn't got one before. So I'd say that if you want to learn this, just look at the best actors in the world and what they do, like uh, Denzel Washington, DiCaprio, Tom Hanks. Like, yeah, do what they do and uh, don't do what the actors that you really dislike don't do what they do because. They're usually off in the synchronicity. 
And have you found that our use of technology has affected us? Because I know everybody goes on about stop using your screen. It's, you know, keeps you up at night and, you know, it helps your attention span be poor and stuff like that. But have you noticed that since you've looked at these 5,000 people that our communication skills have gone downhill or have they been improved with the use of technology, Zoom calls, all that sort of stuff? Hmm. Well, that's a good question. And my response would probably be like the, the average presenter I see is equally bad today as they were 10, 20 years ago. I do see a difference, though, in the youth that in, in, in either the um, I guess somewhere between 15 and 25 who've grown up with their mobile phones using Snapchat and later these years TikToks and but but also communicating through Messenger and uh, all those apps. What what they've become good at is obviously rapid texting, but their face to face interactions are getting worse. I'd say that is a clear difference. It's time for a quick break. There are millions of potential products to buy, so how do you know which ones are worth your hard-earned money? Simple. You go to nextlevelguy.com affiliates and explore those that will transform and improve your life. You'll find deals, listener exclusives, and special offers with some great companies. Recommendations are 100% honest and only on items Ian has tried or believes in. The companies showcased will make you a better man in all areas of your life. Simply go to nextlevelguy.com slash affiliates and level up. And how does yeah. things change now then if we are dealing with, like, say, say you're in a crowd or you're in a presentation compared to sitting in a boardroom with four or five people? Does gender play? Does age play a difference? Have you found that your sort of 110 skills are, because they're fantastic and it's amazing the, the depth that you looked at it and, you know, the amazing kind of, I couldn't believe this, the range of things that I hadn't even contemplated would affect it. But have you found these 110 skills really are the sort of the, sort of the gold standard or does it affect it if it's face-to-face on Zoom in front of an audience, those sort of things. Mm, yeah, yeah. Some skills are better to use in certain situations, definitely. Um, I'd say that there is a difference if you're in front of, if you're up on a stage and you're speaking to ten thousand people, the skills you'll be using then compared to going on a date will be different. And especially when it's in a in a date situation, it's a dialogue, and that's communication. But on stage is a monologue, more or less, which uh, changes the the skills pretty much. Yeah. So I've, I've created filters. I've got a website called headgain.com where I've got all my digital content. So I created filters depending on the kind of situation you're in. Uh, then you can filter out the skills that are important for that particular situation. So you can learn those. Because it was phenomenal. Like when I went on to your website, I was like, there's an example of that. There's an example of that. It's after watching your TED talk, you really notice just how amazing, just like on pre- the the one about death by pre- um, PowerPoint, you think, yeah. you, know, you see it everywhere. But the one yeah. about the 110 skills that 
it's just mind blowing how alive you can connect with people, you know, and feel after just understanding the nuances of how we talk, how we present, and things like that. Sometimes I was interested in, well, sorry, it was emotion. And you give a lot of great emotion in your talks. How yeah. do we, how should we play with that? Genuine. I think, you know, these five layers of synchronicity shouldn't be fake, nor should emotion be. But what may be important is to put yourself into the right emotion. So, for instance, if you're going to do a speech and it's important that you are in an empathetic mindset or a mood, well, then before going up, you probably shouldn't watch a comedy show for an hour you probably you'll be way better if you think about memories or you watch clips that puts you in the mood that the talk desires or needs uh, that that'll make it more that'll make it truly authentic instead of just trying try to make up the emotion on stage out of nowhere so i'd say those are important and, and just as a reflection to what you said before on the 110 skills uh, what's incredible like just have a look at three super simple skills or two even when you're having a dialogue with a person if you just uh, nod your head to confirm that you're listening and tilt your head slightly to show empathy for what they're saying those two small skills if you start using them and you haven't used them before you'll get people to talk to you in a in a new way and a different way and they'll trust you in a different way and then some may say yeah but isn't that like manipulation you know like um i'm using skills to get the best out of the situation well the thing is that easily 40 percent of the population use those skills because they learned them from their parents you just didn't and it's not manipulation it's just that somewhere you need to start so if you start, yeah, of course, con- this will be a bit odd consciously to begin with, nod and tilt your head, but your brain adapts so quickly. So give it a month or two and you'll be starting to do it automatically and it'll be a life changer. And that's just two skills of the lot. Because when you gave one of your TED Talks, you were talking about how sometimes slant in the head shows like empathy towards the person you're speaking to. And I find mm. since I've started the podcast and doing video, um, interviews mm. i've started doing that a lot more without really realizing it <laughs> and i was, got into your head <laughs> <laughs> and it was really weird it was kind of like because i remember doing that with somebody where i was like you know really helping them they were in a, a bad situation and it was like oh i do that as well oh, i could believe that and you know it's, <laughs> and i'm not seeing dukan smiles now and situate like in photos with people on their websites and things like that yeah. why so why is it if it's this important and this like the change in your relationships your work etc why do we when we talk about public speaking for example people talk about how to overcome the fear of speaking but not how to give the speech why don't Mm. companies like hire you you know to to completely radically redesign and rechange their their style communication is it just idiocy? Do you think that companies will not let you? You know, they 
we're so st stuck in our style of communication. Why won't companies uh -huh. sort of really adapt and change? You know, why do we only focus on things like how to overcome the nerves of speaking publicly rather than how to do it? Well, that's true. And, and there are some of us who does that. We do that kind of training, which is probably the reason why we're fully booked, because it's very popular. And I believe that we're obviously not alone. There's plenty of consultants and training companies having that angle around the world. And I think they're doing way better than just focusing on removing the fear. It's... Um, and that is that is that that's the thing i think you got something there which goes like this that if i put you in a car and you haven't got a driver's license and you don't know how to drive a car and it's like say a ferrari two hundred thousand pound ferrari i put you in the middle of london i'll ask you, you know, make yourself out of london you'd be a nervous wreck and you'd probably crash because you don't know how to do it. And it's the same thing on stage. If you don't know how to present, you'll be a nervous wreck and you'll mess it up. But if I teach you how to drive a car, if I take you on racetracks with that Ferrari and I give you the opportunity to drive around London in it, you're going to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to own this. I'm going to play the music loud and I'm going to show them I'm a player. This is going to be so awesome. And the same thing happens on stage. If you know the skills, your mindset is like, Ooh, I'm going to rock this thing. This is going to be brilliant. So fear is, according to me, it is removed by the uh, the increased ability to use the skills and well, become aware that it's down it's down to the skills at the end of the day and and to a certain extent preparation. But you know what? If you have the skills, you can deliver a presentation without preparation way better than a person who hasn't got the skills and has spent weeks preparing. I certainly noticed like, that you're a master of that. Like, it, There's a bit where you talk about, I'm going to demonstrate five skills and you have the audience eating out your, out your hands, yeah. you have them laughing, joking, empathizing with you through it. For those listening, how can we kind of are there like top tips you could give us right now, maybe three to five that would radically improve somebody's skills at giving speeches or presentations? Well, looking from a skill perspective, I'd say that number 44 out of the 110 is the most important one. It's called functional gestures. And it means that you use your hands to emphasize what you're saying. A lot of people do this. But they're all over the place with their hands. Like really, say, for instance, you're delivering a PowerPoint with 10 slides. Plan a gesture for at least every other slide. That means five gestures for 10 slides. What will happen is that it's almost like starting up an old car engine where your brain will go like, oh, my God, we're waving our hands. We seem to be relaxed. This is fun. I'll add another one. And suddenly your brain starts adding and creating new gestures, which you hadn't even planned doing. And the gestures makes makes you more relaxed because we usually don't gesture if we are stressed. You can you can kind of trick your brain by using gestures even when you're stressed, and it'll stress you, or take away your stress or reduce your stress. The other one is that it'll be more clear to your audience if you show three fingers and you say three at the same time. That will increase clarity. 
there's loads of benefits but number 44 functional gestures just plan more of those into your talks until they become second nature to you then i would say increase volume a lot of speakers when they speak they tend to reduce their volume by 20 percent. now what i noticed is that volume is directly correlated to confidence and that's the reason why we lower our volume when we start speaking so what you do instead is that you actually increase your volume 20 percent from base level so you increase it slightly more than what you use when you when you talk naturally this will this is this has a mind-blowing effect on this 110 step chart where it actually affects up to almost up to 20 other skills like 20 other skills are positively impacted by increasing volume uh, i'll give you those two and then the uh, so many my friend there are so many uh, well uh, last one on super hack is people sometimes have a problem showing emotions on stage what i've noticed after coaching so many people throughout my career is that your facial expressions has a direct connection to your emotions so if you force yourself to look sad you will more likely feel sad if you force your facial expression to be enthusiastic you're more likely feel enthusiastic now, the thing that people mistake people do is that they don't use their facial expressions and then by so they don't really bring out their emotions in an efficient way so it's kind of a it's a shortcut to initiating emotion when you need it use the other tip i said as well you know create the right state before going up on stage so there are three good tips that, that makes a big difference because when you did the the TED talk, I remember pausing it just to look at the you know the the screenshot of the hundred and ten that you were talking about, and I was thinking, that's amazing, Hunter. That Hunter. That and just thought, just training with you or like watching your videos would blow me away and completely change my life. But it's not just communication that you're amazing at. You have so many hints and tips in your like your social media on about depression, on about self leadership, and things like that. Mm. I'm really interested in the concept of self-leadership. You say on your website, for example, you want people to self-lead, you know, to lead ourselves and others. How can we work on that? And is that the basis of using communication to connect? And or is it like, how do we build confidence in ourselves to to lead, to be self-leading and take self-leadership? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd spent, let's see, I started doing this when I was 20 about 18 probably actually and when i was 36 between 18 and 36 that's 18 years i've been training people in what i define as external communication body language voice facial expressions powerpoint storytelling when i was around 36 i realized i'd been depressed most part of my life most part of my adult life and uh, and i'd hit it really well because i know how to use skills to i guess change how people perceive me if i need so and i really did that because i didn't want to pe pe people to 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 see my depression uh, anyhow what i realized then and there was that there was something way more important 
not way more important, but at least equally important to external communication, and that's internal communication. What do you say to yourself? What do you say to yourself when you go up on stage? What do you say, say to yourself when you leave stage? What do you say to yourself when you're on a date? What do you self, say to yourself going into or going out to or during an interview? And um, at the end of the day, a lot of self-leadership comes to, to, down to storytelling. We human beings tell thousands of stories a day to ourselves about our future and our past. <sighs> a lot of these stories, they worry us. So stories about what will happen when I get to this age. Will I ever get married? Will I ever have kids? And we play these stories in our head. And uh, it uh, holds us back more than anything in life. And that's why self-leadership is crucial to becoming a good public speaker, communicator. If you, um, if you harness and excel in your internal communication, combine that with the external communication of 110 steps and storytelling and so on, you, um, you can go quite far, to say the least. Because that's what blew me away on your, like in your social media was, I mean, I suffer from depression myself and I can, I know that feeling of when you, when you critique yourself and you hate yourself or you're in your zone, you know, you're in your head and you can't even communicate with a person because you're terrified of some slight you think you're hearing in their voice when they speak to you or and I was the the concept's amazing, and I really encourage anybody listening to go and watch those videos on self leadership to you know to get in touch with you because your social media has helped me in ways I can never say thanks enough. You know, it's been amazing yeah. to see somebody because when you watch your talks, you never think you would struggle with that, and to see how yeah. amazing. I mean, you're you know, and then communicating in English in better ways than the majority of you know like traditional speakers. So how would you want people to work with you to take from this to, you know, what would you want them as a go-home message to remember about communication, about presentations and connecting with people and self-leadership? Well, for, um, first of all, I'm sorry to hear that you have or are depressed. It's uh, it's not a nice state to be in, my friend. And um, I... Um, I truly believe that that is that is hackable. You know, you you can bypass that if you put a lot of work into it. So um, just keep at it and listen to my um, listen to my social media and on Headgain as well. There's a there's a Wow course. The Wow course I call it Wow because that's what life is sh- sh- supposed to be like. Wow, and that is all the tools I used to hack my depression when I did it back in the days. So uh, if you, my friend, um, have a look at that. And anyone listening as well, you know, dealing with depression and anxiety, it's not worth it. Uh, hack that as soon as possible. It's doable. Um, if, uh, but in regards to your, your question, I'd like to say that communication is the most important skill in your entire life. You can go to any kind of training, any high school, university, and learn really interesting subjects, which has a massive impact on you. But in life, in general, becoming fluent in internal and external communication, it'll lead you to places that you would never be able to go 
otherwise. So value that, my friend. And anyone can become a master in this skill. So, yeah, that's the takeaway. And when you think we're social animals and we connect with, you know, you're selling the story, you're not selling the product, you know, you're selling, you're the presentation. The, as you yeah. said, the PowerPoints, the visual aid, we're this, yeah. we're selling it in every interaction. Yeah. And yeah. it's amazing how most people don't change that. So how can people keep in touch with you, find like head gain? How can they, you know, find your website, your TED Talks, things like that? Because like we haven't even sort of scratched the surface on the amazing stuff that you have. So how can people mm-hmm. connect with you, social media, and find out more about you? You're a very kind man. Thank you. Um, I'd say that, well, I'm using Instagram a lot. I'm using TikTok a lot. So I'm using LinkedIn a lot. I'm trying to get back to the YouTube game, but there's some really good content there as well, which has already been produced. So all of that is just go and, and consume it. Um, if you want to get into the nitty gritty and actually like move from A to B in a fast, progressive way, headgain.com is the website and uh, we're doing uh, from 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 april we're actually doing live training there like live digital training with me prior to that it was just digital like just video um, but now we'll be doing live video digital training so that's going to be awesome so i hope i'll see you there well that's it for another week And thank you for listening. It's now time to take what you've learned and use it to develop and enhance your life with the key points mentioned. Listen, try it, embrace it, use it, and crush it. Now's your time to hit that next level in your life. If you liked this episode, then please leave a comment on the show notes or a review of the show on your podcast platform. Everything helps evolve the show. Until next week, keep seeking the next level in your life.